Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The following takes place between 9 a.m. and 10 a.m. Events occur in time. Hey, good morning, everyone. That's right. We finally made it on air today. December 9th, 2021. Uh, yeah, we're... we're, we're getting close we're getting close to the end of the year uh 2022 is just around the corner and uh i think i can speak for everyone when i say leave your 2022 is my year nonsense at the door i don't want to hear any of it i don't care what you have going on i just don't want to hear the stupid cliches over and over again i'm tired of it last couple of years have just been kind of you know whatever john i i don't want to hear 2022 is our year it's, i'm done with it done with it john finished finished Who's been saying that? I don't know. People on Twitter and, and you know, what, but you know, you know what I mean? We get this stuff every year. It's like, you know, uh, um, you know, it's like the, the New Year's resolution thing. You know, everyone mm-hmm. just obviously knows, you know, that they're, they're kind of BS. I mean, if, uh, New Year's resolution, you know, it basically January 21st is the cutoff date for those. Yeah, after that, you're, you're pretty much free to start slacking on whatever resolution that you had. But um no, you know, you see it every year. These people get excited. Oh, 2022 is going to be my year. 2021, like, you know, the, the you know, I, I hated 20. Everyone had a bad 2020. Everyone had a bad 2021. Let's, let's just stop. Let's Except for Tom Brady. Except for Except Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. He, won his seventh, he won his seventh Super Bowl. And yesterday was announced seven. that he is Sports <laughs> Illustrated. Yes, seven. Yeah. Uh, same as Mickey Mantle. Yes. <laughs> Mickey my Costanza. Yeah. <laughs> my idol, yeah. And I'm trying to figure out how, now in, 
Seinfeld, Costanza, Costanza's what? Probably, I was born in 1963. I think Jason Alexander was born in the late 50s. So I'm not quite sure how, well, maybe Mickey Mantle could have been his idol because Mantle was still a great player in 62, 63. Um, yeah, but, but, I, but I, uh, felt, I felt like, I feel like the legends of the game, I guess, kind of lived on sure, a little yeah, bit stronger exactly. before yep, yep. the advent of social media and this, like, highlight reel uh, era that we're in now. I, I feel like True. those players are more... That, that's why guys like Babe Ruth and, and uh, you know, Bobby Orr's, uh, you know, the old-timers, right. the Gordy Howes, they're more revered now than, you know, some of the great stars in, like, say, the 80s or 90s because, well, you know, they, they kind of lasted a few generations. So I, so I get that. Plus, it's like, look, it's yeah. the Yankees, and if you remember correctly, <laughs> the time in which George... Uh, uh, or the the uh, Seinfeld was taking place was right before the Yankees won in the late nineties because obviously the joke yep. being like you know they were kind of a joke of a franchise and um, you know <laughs> one of my favorite <laughs> favorite favorite scenes of all time uh, in that show was when uh, Steinbrenner was at the Costanzas telling his parents that George that he thought George was dead <laughs> and Frank you know goes on about him trading Jay Buhner and and all oh, that it was, it, was, it was just it gets me every time. It, I, I love it. But um, I like when George is like, I think I got to figure it out how we can get Bonds and Griffin without giving up <laughs> yeah. too much. And I'm like, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but Tom Brady had a great 2021. He won a seven mm-hmm. Super Bowl. And yesterday it was announced that he's Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year. Makes sense. For the second time in his career. So, yeah, congratulations to Tom. So everybody else had a terrible 2021 except DB12. Yeah, everything's coming up, uh, Brady. I mean, I mean, you could say that just about every other year, uh, you know, over the past 20 years. Most years are, you know, pretty, especially for NFL quarterbacks, are pretty, you know, <laughs> non-successful at the end of it, except for Tom. Tom, Tom Tom's Tom's been in a little right. You know what, actually? Uh, um, rub it in. Yeah, well, no, I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't name names. I didn't name names. You name names. <laughs> that was perfect. That was perfect. I had that ready, ready to go. Um, You're good, you. Um, no, look, I mean, it it, it was well-deserved. I mean, I, I saw people complaining about it, but the reality of it is we're, we're talking calendar year 2021, so the guy won a Super Bowl in 2021, all this stuff. So, um, you know, and, and he's right now the MVP favorite, you know, had, had a great season so far, which which is good. Uh, but it, it actually, I, I saw this earlier today, and I don't know which account uh, tweeted this out. I did want to bring this up, though, because um, this is kind of a discussion that we, we had yesterday. And it was like you had to cut two, and it lists, uh, I believe it was six quarterbacks. It was Peyton Manning. That. Yeah, Brett mm-hmm. Favre, Tom Brady, uh, John Elway. Um, who am I missing? Drew Brees was in there. Yeah, Drew Brees, and then uh, Montana Manning, yeah, yes. uh, Montana. Elway, Brady. Yeah, Montana right, was the, the one bad. I was missing. So it was, to me, it was very, it was a very simple choice. Pretty simple, yeah. yeah. Brees and Favre, easily. Right, absolutely. And, and, and two two quarterbacks that Aaron Rodgers is better than. Yes, yes, but, correct. It, it, <laughs> well, there you go. So you got, you got, but, you got your, you got your good positive in there. Um, but I, I would, I would have still cut Aaron Rodgers if he was on there because to me the four best quarterbacks that I've ever seen are in order: Brady, Montana, Manning, and Elway. So those are the four guys. I mean, you know, Rodgers can break in if he wins another Super Bowl, maybe surpass Elway or Manning, or maybe both. But. Yeah, no, I, I, you nailed it. Brett Favre's not as good as those four, and certainly Drew Brees. I don't even know how he's in there over Aaron Rodgers and maybe even Steve Young. I mean, the, I think well, the better quarterback. Well, you know, the, the funny thing was, and, and I saw some people and someone 
listed, uh, and this uh, this always gets me. Um, they said they'd cut Brady and Elway because they feel like the others would do more with less. And yeah, that, it, that, 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 idiot, that, idiot yeah that, that made my head hurt because I'm trying to figure out how do they come off <laughs> determining that the that the, the quarterbacks that have done the least of those groups. And, you know, and I'm talking about, I mean, you're talking about the two guys, Elway and, and Brady, who have the most Super Bowl appearances, right. one and two. Um, they've combined yeah. to go to 15. <laughs> like, what are, what are we talking about here? So, it's just, you know, it's just normal everyday Twitter discourse that just doesn't make sense half the time. And, and, and at the end of the day, it gives me like little uh, little headaches, you know, where I'm just like, I'm kind of like Frank Costanza. This is a Seinfeld-themed show today. <laughs> kind of like Frank Costanza when he loses his train of thought. And I'm just, I had to pause for a second. I just. I lose it. it. It's but but I saw that and I thought of you and I thought of our conversation from uh, Tuesday. Actually, I believe it was. Yeah, I think that's a pretty easy discussion. I mean, I, I don't oh, even yeah. know what the yeah, debate would be. Yeah. I mean, heck, Elway beat five in a Super Bowl, and Elway talk about a guy who took a lot of garbage to Super Bowls. I mean, John Elway didn't have much around him. Finally, they got him a running game and a good defense, and he won back to back Super Bowls in his last two years. And I appreciate the love for John Elway because I've told you I think. All things being equal, Brady and Elway are the two greatest quarterbacks that I've seen. You know, if you if you put them all in the same situation, the same coach, the same era, the same supporting cast, the same defense, that th- those would be the two greatest quarterbacks. But, um, but yeah, I mean, to to say those would be the first two you dropped. I mean, maybe they thought this was like golf; it's reversed. You know, the low score is high, the high score is low. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. they were confused on Twitter. Maybe. Hey, sometimes they are. I mean, we we see uh, we see your guy Aaron Rodgers getting credit for for far more than what he's done. So hey, you know, maybe that's true. Where'd so, you come up with that? I'm being nice this morning. Hey, what you, was you, that you, all I got about? one in. You got one in. Now it's my turn to get one in. So it, I, it, well, I, it's your I turn didn't now. criticize Tom Brady. I wouldn't dare do that no, no, because you, you, it would probably. <laughs> ruined my 2022 year coming up uh don't don't worry about it this is his swan song anyways you know he's going to retire at the end of this year and you're going to have to fully invest into justin herbert unless you have a backup plan um well i'll watch jeopardy then right yeah that's right that's right well hey uh, they've had some problem uh, ha- uh, hammering down a host of late so we'll, we'll see maybe that job <laughs> will still be available for him um no i and i know we're all over the place because we keep going football seinfeld seinfeld football you know uh, uh elway marino uh snowflake <laughs> all that stuff um <laughs> but actually one of my other uh really uh, uh well I, I i can say that about like pretty much every seinfeld episode because it's like you know they're great. There's a lot of them great. Mm-hmm. Uh, an episode that premiered on this day in 1993, thanks to our uh, one of my favorite accounts, This this Thirsty. It's, uh, this podcast is making me thirsty um, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, this, uh, the Cigar Store Indian. And we get a lot of really mm-hmm. good, really good uh, uh, interactions here. Um, obviously, the TV Guide uh, 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 plot with, with Elaine taking it from Frank, who, you know, happens to collect TV guides and... <laughs> It's, that's just kind of funny um, in its own sense. Uh, I didn't find that that funny because I used to, I used to keep every Sports Illustrated. I mean, well, I, I mean these, that, that's a that's a little bit different though. I mean, it's uh, a little better. It's a, it's a bigger magazine and there's great athletes on it, right? I like you know, although TV Guide, you know, you have the icons of TV on there, whether it be. Uh, Jackie Gleason or Lucille Ball or Carol and, O'Connor or whatever. And look, we're we're both. I mean, obviously, <laughs> we're you're both old, sports you're, guys. You're you're old enough, and I am also old enough to. Uh, you know, I had TV another guys shot. To, another no, shot. No, at hey, me. hey, wow. no, no, no. I, I'm I'm talking about your your wisdom and your your experience right here, um, and and the Thank fact you. that you're you. around before the, uh, you know, 
eras of TiVo and TV guy, you know, actual on-screen guide, stuff like that. You know, it was just, you know, back in the day. Hey, look, I'm old enough for that. Like, we used to get TV guides coming to the house. That's how you knew what was on. Oh, I did, too, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I I mean, so I, I guess, I mean, there's some nostalgic value to some of it but at the end of the day i mean it's like eh, it is pretty funny but anyways we you know we get the 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 great uh and i'm blanking on the actor's name and i, sh- I should have looked it up that you know the guy that that steals the tv guide who later makes an appearance obviously as the uh mannequin creator the elaine right you know yeah. which uh, again uh, opens up one of my you know it was one of my favorite just subtle little one-liners where they walk in uh her Elaine, Jerry, and Kramer mm-hmm. walk into the store. I think actually, I'm sorry. I think it was George uh, walk into the store, and it's when the mannequin was displayed, having been bent over and looking like yes. she was being spanked. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. And Jerry, Jerry's <laughs> comment says the resemblance is uncanny, and I, I, I swear, I, I lose it every single time. But you know, again, the, the episode that premiered on this day, way back. So in that episode, that. 1993, and the thing is about that, I remember I, when I was uh, doing Herald Radio, I constantly had, there was about a one-minute part of that that we would constantly run about political correctness. Mm-hmm. And remember, you know, there was the, you can go on YouTube and see it where Jerry can't say certain words because yeah. he's dating Winona, who's yeah. Native American. So, you know, he can't even say that he made reservations at the restaurant or whatever the case may be because you have to be politically correct. That was 28 years ago. I mean, talk about being ahead of its time, because that's all we talk about now is political correctness. But again, 28 years ago, they were on top of that. Yeah. And and like, you know, what's funny, too, is like you you uh, you think about some of the the episodes with Mickey, you know, Kramer's Kramer's pal. And, uh, you know, there there was uh, one in particular where, where George, you know, just just like it would be at the time. I mean, just casually using. You know, they're calling them a derogatory term for right. for a little person. And, right. um, you know, obviously they, they have a little moment where he makes that correction and Kramer makes mention of it. And it's like, you know, it's a comedy, so you don't really think about it. And, and, and in, in the essence of being funny, it is funny. I, again, like, I, I know... Uh, I know certain... Uh, uh, there, there's not much uh, gray area anymore. Seem Everything mm-hmm. seems to be very black and white. But there's ways to be you know, funny by, you know, essentially using things that may or may not be offensive. I mean, it's just how it is. I mean, there's always lessons to be learned and stuff like that. You can't blind yourself from these things. It's better to, you know, at least be exposed to it as opposed to completely naive and ignore the fact that stuff like this exists. But to your point, I mean, this is 1993. I mean, political correctness, I don't even think people understood what that meant, (laughs) you know, 1993. Like, what are you talking about, political correctness? Like, what? (laughs) Politics, you know? Um but yeah, it, it was just, it, it was, but, but that episode was, was really just a, like you said, just, I mean, there was, there was so many different words. It was like, you know, they were, he was going to go sell tickets outside and, you know, the general term mm-hmm. people use for that is a scalper and, and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, um, but it, it also <laughs> like <laughs> to think about like sometimes like, you know, in the show, like, you know, Jerry's kind of portrayed as the one that has it together the most, and I use that term loosely because we know, like, the essence of the show is really that they're just kind of, just kind of not great people. You know what I mean? They're kind of selfish and just exactly. always kind of screws yeah. up. You know. But like, think about this: Jerry goes in and just, uh, you know, completely, uh, uh, 
you know, unaware of how it would look, goes in and buys the, the cigar store Indian and then brings it up into a, a crowded room and, and acts, you know, does the like the, you know, doing the, the, the hand to the mouth thing and all that stuff. And, and it's like you think about it, it's like, wow, come on, Jerry, you got to have a little bit more sense than that because, well, you know what I mean? It, it, so it, it's 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 funny. And at the end of the day, you kind of maybe you learn a little bit of lesson. Maybe you're like, oh, you That's know what? when Elaine says to me, are you insane? Yeah. You know, yeah, Winona's exactly. Native American. And he goes, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then he oh. asked the Chinese mailman where the best Chinese restaurant is <laughs> yeah. in the area. He doesn't know he's Chinese because the guy has his head, you know, in the mailbox. And when he taps him on the shoulder, he goes, sir, do you know where the best Chinese food is in this area? And the guy turns around <laughs> and furious because yeah. he's asking him where the best Chinese restaurant is in the area i mean that's a classic well again i'm with you like every episode to me is classic i I don't have one that i didn't walk away from thinking about and laughing with well we'll think think about george's uh the episode with him and mr morgan where he uh you know says Mm -hmm. he he shows a striking resemblance to sugar ray leonard and (laughs) i mean that that whole episode again is just kind of a uh it 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 just kind of shows the the nature of, of what uh, I would suppose the time was, you know what I mean? Like, you know, mm-hmm. trying to tiptoe around certain, uh, uh, po- like you said, political correctness or, you know, certain, um, yeah, I, I don't know, uh, narratives or, or, or uh, uh, let's say stereotypes that people had, you right. know, based on their relations or, or who their friends were and whatnot. And, uh, you know, another great line, um, you know, another great line from that episode was George talking about how he had, you know, all his you know, African American friends, and then Jerry said something along the lines of, Man, "You don't even have any white friends outside of us," you know, like, and it's just kind of right. again, it's funny because at the end of the day, it's like you look at these this group of people, and it's like, man, they are the only people that would be friends with each other. You know what I mean? It's like sure. you think about the yeah. awful things they do, kind of the selfishness, all that stuff. It's great, but it's great though. And again, that's that's why the show's great. That's why it's funny, and mm-hmm. um. You know, as we know, it's not just uh, necessarily race. It's, uh, you know, they, the episode of, of, you know, about them pretending or, or convincing or tricking the NYU reporter that they were gay. And it's mm-hmm. like that that's a, you know, you think now it's like, OK, it's not a big deal now. But in the 90s, it kind of was like you sit there and you're like, <clears throat> you know, you, you, you're not used to that. And it was such a there was such a bad stigma around it at the time that, you know, mm-hmm. they brought levity to it. And, and, and again, you would hope that, you know, yeah, it was a comedy, but, you know, hopefully maybe p- people took something out of that, that, you know, it really mm-hmm. isn't a big deal like people, you know, certainly at the time uh, felt it was. So um, feel, I, I feel like we could do a historical discussion about Seinfeld. Maybe we'll write a book together, co-author a book about Seinfeld. How about that? Yeah, a 24-part podcast. How's yeah. that sound? <laughs> it might have to be a little bit more than that. Um Probably more than that. We could do a podcast on every episode. So yeah. there's like 130 or so. So yeah, yeah that like would that. that would something like that. that would tie up a lot of time. Let's do it. Let's go for it. I was yeah. going to do a a Columbo podcast <laughs> with uh, Pete Croato, who we had on the Pick and Roll NBA podcast. Uh, he wrote a book about the 80s NBA, and uh, he's a big Columbo fan. I said, yeah, let's do a, a Columbo podcast. But there was only 69 episodes of Columbo, so it would have been shorter than. Uh, and, and uh, folks out there under the age of 30, uh, Columbo was a show. It was on the air many, many years ago. I suggest looking it up and uh, educating yourself. So, uh, Really good. 
I, I look. Hey, I, I can't pretend like I didn't see. I, I've watched a lot. I, I like a lot of those old shows, and I don't, I don't mean to take a shot at you, but you know, I, like I was a Night Court fan. All right, that was on. That was on before okay. I was. Uh, I was old, or be, before. Yeah, I was that's born. true. You know, I like that I stuff. Was, you know, that was that was good stuff. That's the eighties. I'm going back. You know, Seinfeld. I'm, I'm not Seinfeld. Uh, Columbo is one of the few shows I've ever. It had sixty nine episodes, but there was an episode. The first episode was in the sixties. And the last episode was in the early 2000s. Like, talk about, like, five decades. Like, there were five decades of Columbo. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. Yeah, it was just crazy. spread out so much. That's pretty crazy. I mean, he was, you know, he aged. Well, I mean, it, it was about 32 years apart from the first to the last. So, pretty amazing. Because it would dip in and dip out. And it was only on, like, it's like that. It's like that, Gord, it's like the Gordie Howe thing. It's like, you know, he... he it, it's the Gordie Howe <laughs> yeah. of TV. That's yeah. true. Yeah, like, like he, yeah. You know, it's like he... he began playing near the end of one decade and, you know, kind of, but again, <laughs> to play five decades in the NHL, I mean, that's, or, or whatever that's it was crazy. over the course of four or five decades, um, is, it's pretty, pretty absurd. Um, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. That's crazy. I don't even know how we got got to talking Gordy Howe day. I mean, this all kind of started with Seinfeld. Hey, you know, we do we do what we want here, and uh, you know what? It, today dictated a, a Seinfeld discussion. Um, I, I do want to mention real quick: uh, there is a football game on today, folks. Yes, that's right. Thursday night football, and it's kind of a meaningful game. Not so much uh, for anyone in the AFC, but in the NFC. It's kind of a it's kind of a big well I know I, I, I take that back Pittsburgh is actually technically still in this race so I, I don't want to mm-hmm. eliminate them yet um, I don't like I said I don't necessarily believe them because I just again at the end of the day I feel like Roethlisberger is just hanging on by a thread at this point um, but I mean I at at the end of the day I'm looking at this and I'm saying who who's this game more important for and it might be Minnesota. Because Minnesota's at five and seven, I think we're bo- we both believe they're a better team than five and seven, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even know what it means, so I don't know why I'm even saying it. But that's what my gut says because you know we we we, we look at their uh, loss by total, um, you know the total number of points that they've lost their seven games by. It's it's probably going to be the lowest in the league, I would imagine. Um, they've been mm-hmm. in every single game, 
and they beat some pretty good teams. I mean, they beat uh, uh, Green Bay just a couple weeks ago. That you know, that's looking like a, a puzzling loss if they keep losing these games uh, for Green Bay. But you know, at the end of the day, I think Minnesota's a pretty good team. They just can't seem to to, to win. I mean, is is this just the epitome of Kirk Cousins? Because like, but on the surface, it looks like Kirk Cousins should be a really good quarterback. The the stats, John, the stats say he should be an elite quarterback. But is he? Mm-hmm. No, hell no. Yeah, I mean. You know, my answer to the question of elite quarterbacks, the more I watch the league, I think there's two of them. Um, and they're a combined 82 years old. Yeah. Um, after that, I mean, I, I not that I don't trust the other guys, but, you know, I, I they have to still prove themselves. And I know Mahomes has a Super Bowl victory, I, I'd so say, I'd, I'd put I'd him at number elite, three. But elite gets thrown around elite. very loosely. It and, does, and, yeah. And I, it's to... kind of lost its meaning, so yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And, and, and it can't be just a, a, an arbitrary number because, you know, the eighth best quarterback in football might not be that great, but the 12th best quarterback in a different era might be damn good. So, you know, it, it depends on – and I think quarterbacking is good in the league right now, um, but the young players are coming in, and they're asked to do a lot really quickly. And, look, I think Justin Herbert eventually is going to be in that discussion. Josh Allen I'm still not sure about. Um, I think Mahomes certainly is there. Um, Lamar Jackson, I don't think, because his, his, his passer rating has gone down every single year, and, it, and it's trending in, in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, there's the two guys that we talk about you know, forever. Roethlisberger's accomplished a lot, but he's like you said, he's like winding down in his last year and is a shell of himself. Wilson hasn't been to an, an NFC Championship game in nearly a decade. So yeah, let me start on Russell Wilson. <laughs> oh, I, I, I was almost I was lobbing one up there for you, but uh, but you, my point on that, but like for Cousins, yeah, he's a, he's a he puts up really good numbers. It's almost like the NBA guy that you go, well, you know, like Zach Levine's averaging twenty seven a game. He's like fifth in the league at scoring. But do you think of Zach Levine as the fifth best player in basketball? No. Hell no. Well, and, so and, you know, it's just. And, tr- and that sometimes obviously can lead you in the wrong direction. Exactly. And that that's, that's you know, that's obviously something that I try to preach quite a bit because, you know, not every on, – on, on the stat sheet or on the scoreboard, touchdowns are all created equal. But the reality of it is they are not. I mean, a touchdown pass – like every touchdown pass is different. Every interception is different. Every play is different. There's so many, so many nuances and factors and, and variables that go into this game that it's impossible to quantify everything. Therefore, you're going to get a lot of empty numbers. And I'm not saying that what Kirk Cousins does is is empty or non-meaningful. No, that's that's not the case at all. But, you know, if, if you really broke it down, it's like, when is he having his biggest impact? When is he making the plays? Like, that's that's why you can sit there and say, you know, well, Tom Brady will have a quarter or quarter that maybe he, you know, has a couple bad passers or maybe doesn't, you mm-hmm. know, is, isn't as sharp. But then at the end of the day, you come back and it's like, you know, he, he it's, it's like he's playing the greatest game of his life. And it's that because like he his impact, uh, uh, you know, in key moments is, is far greater than guys like Kirk Cousins. And, you know, again, the nuances of, of the quarterback position and how it's mm-hmm. played and, and this, that and the other. Like we're, you know, one of the big things now is, is trying to uh, kind of soften the blow of, of uh, Patrick Mahomes' interceptions when the reality of it is. Yeah, he's going to have more drops, drops turned into interceptions and more interceptions that were dropped because he puts the ball in danger more than any other quarterback. Like, you know, that's right. that's a huge difference that people, again, you know, when you look at it, yeah, he may have more uh, dropped interceptions at a, 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 
you know, expected completion rate, whatever the hell that is, and however you determine that number, I'd, I'd love to figure that out. But, you know, you can, you know, come up with all these qualifiers that you want, but the reality of it is he just, again, puts the ball in danger more, certainly more than guys like Brady and Rodgers, who are generally near the bottom of the league in, in quote-unquote turnover-worthy plays because, you know, that's taking into account the actual play as much as you possibly can. Again, there's still nuances you can't, take from just watching the play but you can at least put more context and understand like i'm not going to go and criticize brady for an interception and say or or that's the thing i'm not going to you know shannon sharp does this all the time he's pretty famous at this but i'm not going to knock him for for throwing a pick in a game when the pick was a throw that hit darden in the gut and bounced up now again if he was throwing a lot of passes that you know were, were put in high danger situations and you know that were possibly dropped interceptions they don't always have to be dropped interceptions they just have to be poor throws that create opportunity for the opposing defense then he then brady wouldn't get as much credit right for the, you know what i mean for the dropped um, exactly yep. pass interceptions that's the difference right. between him and a guy like mahomes where yeah you can you can you know certainly say it's unlucky it's certainly unlucky when when a player and i've seen a couple for mahomes where you're just like man that sucks where it's like you know it hits tyreek hill in the hands and it it, it just bounces into the defender's hands that happens every quarterback has yeah. that but but when i also see that he's also near the top of the league in terms of turnover worthy plays and then dropped interceptions and i'm like you know what? It actually kind of evens out. Yeah, you can point to individual in a vacuum. You can say that interception wasn't his fault. But the big picture suggests that, well, his issue is more or less putting the ball in danger, not necessarily his receivers, because, well, if you put the ball in danger, you're, you're going to turn the ball over more. Like, you're not count, they're not counting those throws that hit receivers in the hands that turn in interceptions as turnover-worthy right. plays. So they're, they're not negating each other. So there's enough uh, uh, there, There's enough plays out there for him to have potentially turned it over that at the end of the day it evens out so yeah you can cut him a little bit of slack and say for sure that yeah he experienced a bad interception luck you can do that with every quarterback in the league for the most part um it's just the difference between him and guys like brady and rogers certainly rogers because he doesn't even throw interceptions is the number of of throws that he has made throughout the course of the season that were just you know dangerous Danger zone throws. You know what I mean. Th- mm-hmm. There, there's, there's, uh, you're opening yourself up to more um, situations like that if you continue to do that. And that's what Mahomes is doing. And and that's 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 the thing that's concerning for the Chiefs moving forward is that when you run into a team like, say, the Patriots, who are very good at making you pay for your mistakes, mm-hmm. that's going to be trouble. Like, you're going to beat the bad teams because they're not going to capitalize on your mistakes. If you throw an interception, there's a good chance that they're not going to be able to uh, capitalize on it. You know, it's, it's you know, when you when you throw multiple interceptions in the game and you only score a few points, you know, that that's 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 not a good thing. So, Well, you, the worst interception I've seen all year um, in terms of the quarterback getting, you know, targeted with an interception when it wasn't really his fault was Joe Burrow last week. When he hit Jamar Chase along oh, the right yeah. sideline, yeah. Jamar Chase beat the corner by two steps, and Burrow put it right in his hands. It was a beautiful pass. Mm-hmm. Not only did he not drop it, he tipped it back, bobbled it right back to the cornerback <laughs> yeah. for an interception. So that that's a pass. If you look at it, go. That's a touchdown pass, right? Because Chase is just going to catch it and run into the end zone, and, and that changed the entire game around. There were two huge turnovers that changed that game around. 
instead it's an interception and the cornerback is going the other way. I mean, that that's Joe Burrow, you know, credited with an interception, certainly and, didn't and deserve that, but exactly. and, and in fact deserved a touchdown <laughs> instead of an interception well, all and, in and, one play. And, and that's exactly it. I mean, these are things that all quarterbacks deal with every single year. I mean, this isn't new. Yeah. This isn't a new phenomenon. So, you know, my, my issue isn't necessarily the – you know, trying to uh, uh, soften the the blow of the interception total. It's it's the uh, it's making the implication that he's the only one that's had bad interception luck, and I've right. kind of seen that out there. And I'm just like, guys, come on! Like, it, it, look, yeah, I, again, he just like many other players have you know had you know passes uh, uh, get deflected or whatever. But like, here's the thing, and this is a good question or a question I'd like to answer, and I, I wonder how they would determine this, but. Um, you might remember exactly the play that I'm talking about because it was early in the season and I kind of railed on it then. But there was a there was a pass attempt early in the season that ended up hitting his receiver's hands but deflected and got interception intercepted. And mm-hmm. you know, on the surface you're thinking, okay, that's that's a drop, you know, from the receiver. But this play in particular was a Mahomes special. And by that I don't mean it as an, a compliment. I mean it as a, you know, this is something he does a lot where he unnecessarily rolled out and tried to no look throw it. And Right. Do I, I remember that? Do I yeah, exactly. So yep. do I blame the receiver? I mean it hit him in the hands, but I put more blame on Mahomes in that situation because it was so unnecessary. I just remember it because it was just so unnecessary. You know what I, I mean? Think the pass it, it, was also pretty high too, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. But but again, I, I mean, it was you know, fairly high. Could have we, caught, should have caught it, right? We, we, no we're question. Get, we're at the point now where it's like if it if it hits a, a wide receiver's fingertips, it's it's you know, yeah, supposed to be catchable. Which again, I, I I'd like to determine what is and isn't catchable or whatever. But again, that you're you're just opening like, up would we, more. Would we consider would we consider the one of the three passes that Mac Jones threw on Monday night? The one that John o. Smith made a just a great catch that almost looked like an interception worthy pass because if he doesn't even get a hand on it, that thing looks like it's going to sail right to the DB. So yeah, that, but 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 also I don't know if that would be turn be determined as a turnover worthy play because I think that also that that's taking that that's putting too many ifs into it. You know what I mean? Because if he does overthrow him, it would also have to be going. I, and I don't remember exactly. What I don't the know what the, was. I don't know if the cornerback. Yeah, was exactly. In that exactly. Particular so. straight line or where. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that thing could have just sailed into the. Bench oh, sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. But then if we're going to do that, if we're going to do that, then again, we can go through and, and find so many others from other quarterbacks as well. But I, I think the turnover worthy play um, again, it's not, it's kind of been like the in thing this season because you know well you have to fight narratives with with other narratives here and bring context into the situation I, I you know i i don't think you know there there's too much stock being put into it from a surface level but i guarantee you when you're sitting there in the film room with your coaches they're not going to sit there and say well that pass was an interception so we shouldn't be concerned with that no they're going to sit there and right. say no look that was a bad decision you cannot make decisions like that even on even on throws mm-hmm. that turn into to to positive plays like i said i mean sometimes you know you have to look at it outside of the end result Mm -hmm. you know going back a few weeks ago to that lamar jackson play the 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 one that got uh chris collinsworth all hot and bothered um you know when when he rolled back and took the snap and instinctually and this is a bad instinct uh ran directly backwards on a big third down play (laughs) took his team out of field goal range 
and then scrambled around with like a chicken with his head cut off and then hucked the ball up and it was only by virtue of the uh, the terrible defense i believe it was the brown was it the browns that was the browns yeah, yeah the terrible defense of the brown. mark yeah. andrews yeah and, and and andrews caught the ball so the end result was wow that was that was lamar jackson magic well the reality of it was that was a terrible play by lamar jackson and he just happened to have so like Okay, so you get into the in, into the film room and you're talking about that play. Do you think the coaches are sitting there and praising every aspect? No, they're like, look, this ended up working out for us, but there in no situation should you be dropping back like nine steps when you're in field goal range in a tight, tightly mm-hmm. contested game on third and long. Like it was just every every bad thing you could have done as a quarterback, Lamar Jackson did in that sequence. But it resulted in a touchdown. So, guess what? People forget about it, or at least the the the, the fans do. If you're a good coach, you don't. And I think you try to still coach last, that stuff. Yeah. Till last Sunday, when he did it again and was picked off by Pittsburgh. Yeah. In the same exactly. situation, he was doing the same thing. He went to the the same um, template, and it was picked off. And it, it they had a very well. Every time they cross midfield, they have a makeable field goal with Justin Tucker. They were in field goal range, and we saw how precious points were in that particular game against Pittsburgh. Yeah. So if he, if he just gets out of there, gets rid of the football, you kick a field goal. There's nothing wrong with kicking a field goal, especially in these weird, like division games, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, New England, Buffalo, it's freezing out. It's windy. Like this is not September or we're not playing in a dome where it's going to be, you know, 31, 28 and okay, we need a touchdown. A field goal doesn't help us in these, Tightly contested divisional games played outdoors and inclement weather. Field goals are fine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, I I like points. Points are good. Points are better than yep. no points. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean that's why Matt Lafleur kicked the field goal down eight. You know, uh, with a little over two minutes left in the NFC Championship game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I you know I I remember we talked about it the next day. I, I don't remember much about the week following that game. I was in a coma for most of yeah. the week after <laughs> Packers lost to Tampa Bay, but it was. Stupor. Just, I, well, that that I've avoided now for twenty nine yeah, yeah, years. So yeah, that's yeah, good. I just so I was I was actually I was actually in a food coma. Probably yeah. <laughs> that's what I drowned my sorrows in food. Uh, every day was Thanksgiving for me. That I had to eat, you know, anything I could find. But um, that was a weird one. And I thought if you were going to do that, then just go ahead and do the onside kick mm-hmm. at that point, right? You're down five. Try the onside kick. You know, whatever. Um, maybe Tampa kicks a field goal and you back down eight. I, I, I don't want to relive that game. It hurts too much. But uh, but I know what you mean. I mean, especially those cold weather games where the defenses know the offenses and it's not easy to move the ball. Just kick the field goal. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Hey, look, people put too much uh, too much stock in the in the flashiness and the highlights and the big plays where it's like big play, yeah. big plays don't don't win games. They just win over you know casual fans and, and highlight. We sound know, like two fans. cranky old guys. At oh, the I am right now, man. I, I'm drinking ah, my coffee. Johnny Unitas. <laughs> I'm going to start Wait. sending you, uh, you know, YouTube clips of Johnny Unitas. This is the way the quarterback <laughs> position was intended how it to was. be played. <laughs> this is how it was. This is the guy you've got to, oh, you know, they, actually you would have loved him. I, mean, no, I, I, I bet you, I bet you I would I, like oh, Johnny Unitas. Oh, you know? oh. oh. I mean, talk I, about leadership. I mean, leadership. I mean, the guy would have his teeth knocked out and just go back in the huddle and call the next. Well, play. and again, I mean that that's 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 what's so fascinating about the quarterback position and, and the yep. you know just how how much goes into it, and then it's not just a a, a a position about throwing, and it's certainly not a position about running. 
I mean, how we've right. we've got, we've hammered that into our heads over the last decade or so is beyond me because like I, I just don't get it. It makes no sense. There's no logic to it, John. <laughs> why would why yeah, would yeah, you I want mean, your quarterback to be a good runner? Yeah, I mean, I, I like escapability. I think that's important. Like I like oh, I love what Brady does in the pocket. The way he just dances. Oh, sure, in the pocket. Yeah, and absolutely. Dan Mar- Dan Marino was great at that too. I know we we kind of rail on Dan Marino. I think he's a great quarterback. Obviously, I think we both agree that he's been slightly overrated over the years, but he moved in the pocket just like Brady does. And Montana was great at that. And I think Rogers moves in the pocket really well. And it's nice to have that ability to, you know, to run when, when it presents you, but you can't just be exclusively a running quarterback. I mean, you can't, I mean, Lamar Jackson's what going to have his third consecutive thousand yard season rushing. I mean, that's all well and good, but you know, how durable is he going to be going forward? And you know, now that they're they're setting a lot of blitzes at him, he's not able to make them pay for that. If you blitz these top tier quarterbacks that we talk about all the time, they will chew you up. Oh yeah, and spit you out. You know, but if you're blitzing Lamar Jackson and he's not adapting to that, well, look at what Baltimore's been doing the last four or five weeks, where they're scoring like 16 points per game, and their defense isn't good enough with all those injuries to overcome that. No, and and that's that's why it, it was. It's going to be interesting to see how that division ultimately shakes up and we're going to end uh end the show today on this note because you know although they're not playing today uh they obviously have a lot of interest in what's happening with the Pittsburgh Steelers because despite their struggles they are really right in the mix so um mm-hmm. we'll end the show on this I'll uh, give you a chance to make your pick and uh I'll make sure I'll rub it in if you're wrong tomorrow please do um I am picking Pittsburgh tonight it's a standalone game. Ben Roethlisberger is usually pretty good in these mm-hmm. games. I think he's won 10 straight Monday night games. So, you know, I know it's Thursday night, but let's treat it the same. And we know Kirk Cousins is best at 1 o'clock on Sunday. The other time frames, uh, not so good. So I'll take Pittsburgh. I, I think. I also think that Mike Zimmer's coaching for his job right now. If they get to 5-8 and eight and end up going, you know, 6-11, and 11, they may make changes in Minnesota. We know Mike Tomlin's going nowhere. I think there's more stability within Pittsburgh. So I'll take the Steelers to win at Minnesota. I wish I could disagree with you, but I got Steelers as well. Um, yeah, you know I do think you know when all when it's all said and done, you know they're going to be able to, to get to Kirk Cousins. I mean T.J. Watt's going to be able to make some plays, and I, I I think you know and to your point, you know the 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 national the the spotlight game doesn't bode well for Kirk Cousins. So we'll have to see how that plays yep. out. But I got Pittsburgh, and uh, excuse me. So if you're wrong, we're both wrong tomorrow, and we just won't mention it. But um, tomorrow we will. <laughs> Uh, we will be doing our picks for the rest of the weekend. Um, obviously, no Patriots game as they bask in the glory of, of you know, they're going to be in the fir- in first when they get hit the field uh, next anyways, regardless of, of the outcomes of the games today, uh, this upcoming week because they hold the tiebreaker against everyone, I believe. You, you, you know, obviously even Kansas City because of their um, mm-hmm. poor uh, conference record. So even if all those teams win, um, Buffalo, um uh, uh, Kansas City and and all those teams. It's it's still New England's uh, uh, spot mm-hmm. on the top, so that's going to be fun. So, anyways, have a great day, folks. Uh, enjoy your Thursday. Enjoy Thursday night football if you haven't already. If you you celebrate, make sure you get your Christmas tree up. It's it's just a great feeling. I got mine out in the out in the living room. It it smells really good. I, I love it. So, um, but yeah, like I said, tomorrow we'll be back tomorrow morning. Nice full episode talking all things week. 14 in the NFL. I'm kind of getting confused here, but um, we're going to give our game picks. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Going to give our game picks. We're going to have a little bit of fun and uh, possibly talk some more Seinfeld. So have a great day, folks, and we'll talk to you then.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.